0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt. I'm your host. Today, we're talking about your very own personal fairy tale. So stories are really important. I'm going to share with you a little bit of science around why stories are important. I'm going to share with you eight things that, uh, you know, you need to know about stories that they kind of do for us. And then we're going to I'm going to ask you a lot of questions about how you can understand what your current fairy tale story is and how to create the new one that you want. Uh, I can almost guarantee that you're going to want to write these things down. You don't have to write down everything, but there are, I don't know, four or five questions I'm going to ask you that you're going to want to write down and really spend some time thinking about. Okay. Awesome. Enjoy. All right, let's get right into it. So I have a quote for you. This is by Roger Schank, S-C-H-A-N-K. He is a cognitive scientist, which I find fascinating, but he says humans are not ideally set up to understand logic. They are ideally set up to understand stories. Okay. So, you know, I put a Facebook post out here a, a while ago, something to that effect, and, and uh, <laughs> I got a lot of strong responses. Uh, most of the strong responses were from people who consider themselves very cognitive. They're thinkers. Uh, if you know the disc personality style, they're more C's than anything. And they said, oh, no, I am set up for, for logic and for being right. Okay. Uh, Humans are, uh, let me read that again. Humans are not ideally set up to understand logic. They are ideally set up to understand stories. So there's lots of meanings to that. But even if you are more of a cognitive thinker person, yes, you can understand logic. We're not saying that you can't. However, even with your logic, so your data, your research, your statistics, There's a story behind that because I can take, you know, 10 data points and, uh, create all kinds of statistics from it. And, you know, there's a different story related to each one. Okay. So what do stories do for us? Um, well, there's eight things that stories do for us. Okay. Um, so they help us make sense of the world. All right. So, you know, think about that. You know, you, if you turn the news on at night, which I don't highly recommend by the way, but you know, it, it, it tells you a story. Okay. Um, if you jump on social media, there's stories all over the place. You might see somebody's video. You might see somebody's, you know, picture with a caption. Uh, you might see, you know, somebody's post. Um, if you, if you go to church, you know, there's stories everywhere in church, right? They help us to make sense of the world. They also help us to learn life lessons. Okay. So for example, um, you know, if you, if you attend any of my trainings, you'll understand that I tell a lot of stories. I give a lot of examples. And the reason being is because I can come and I can tell you here are my teaching points and you won't do anything with it because, the stories are the delivery vehicle that gets the, the teaching point into your head. Okay. Same, same with the podcast. I tell a lot of stories. We, we do imagination techniques. We do all kinds of things to really help you get the point inside you. Right. Okay. Now, and stories help us to, to heal from life's hurts. Okay. Think about that you know, let's say you're having a really hard time and, you know, you go online, you, you might search motivational speakers on YouTube. Uh, and those speakers will, will speak into your life in such a way that you feel like, ah, oh, I just feel a little bit better. Right. Um, they help us preserve the learning that we want to pass on. Stories, uh, you know, cultural stories are really important. By the way, when I say culture, I mean culture as in the definition of, the way we do things. Okay. So, you know, there are, are, stories that you have in your family. There are stories that you have in your, your particular community. There are stories that we have, you know, even in our, here we're in the United States. So we, in your own country, there are stories that you have that, that you're trying to preserve that learning that you want to be passed on to the, to the next generation. Obviously stories help us uh, just to be entertained. Right now, I'm really in this kick of when I go for my walk and in the afternoons, uh, I love to listen to Pandora, but the, the comedian channels, um, they keep us entertained. Reading novels, right? They're, they're not necessarily something to learn necessarily. Sometimes they have life lessons and, you know, sometimes they, they help you question, you know, some of your life, but sometimes it's just candy for the mind, right? Uh, stories help us to process where we come from uh where we are in the current moment and where we're going you know hi- those history lessons are are really important those stories because they help us do some processing and then you know the last thing is just uh everybody loves a good hero story especially if it's an underdog to a hero story you know because it really helps us understand um that that we're we're all we all have that power we can all do it okay and, and we can repeat the stories over and over again. Uh, I know for, for me, I, my dad's family, uh, whenever we get together, when, when everybody's all together, I know the stories that are going to be told. And it's interesting because they all have, they have kind of this cycle to them. So, anybody can tell any one story. And as soon as they tell that story, I know what the story is after it and after it and after I can tell you the, the whole map of what the stories are going to be. Right. And we've heard the stories over and over and over again, but yeah, we keep telling them because there's a certain energy that's attached to that. Uh, it's kind of like going to, um, you know, a, a mentor of mine, he loves Elton John and he'll go to every Elton John concert around the whole world. And, You know, he says every concert he sings, you know, the same three or four songs might be in a, you know, in, in a different configuration with other stuff, but he always looks forward to that, right? Even though it's the same thing over and over again. Okay. Now it's important for us to understand that that is what happens, uh, when we tell ourselves stories. Okay. And there's actually a lot of science around, uh, you know, storytelling and what it does for us. So, um, you know, there's the psychology and cognitive science, uh, areas that says that our brains are literally wired for stories so that we can recall vital information. So basically, you know, facts, statistics, and, and isolated ideas or numbers are very hard for us to remember. But when you put them into the form of a story or example, boom, there you go. It it can get it right into your head. Okay. Um we wire and fire our neurons because of relationships with these facts and statistics and ideas and numbers, not because of their in that they're in separation or isolation. So again, the the relationship of of that information we need to know in the story makes our our neurons wire and fire differently. Okay. And sharing the story over and over again, really just keeps that alive. And and it helps remind us of those, um, not just the stories, but the life lessons. Uh, it helps us to learn, um, you know, different things to heal also to avoid difficult situations. So, um, Uh, there's a lot of stories that are cautionary tales, right? Uh, I think of the fairy tales that, that we tell our children. If you go back to the original versions of the fairy tales, they were, whoa, don't, FYI, don't go back to the original versions and read those as bedtime stories to your children. Okay. The, the stories, uh, have been, I guess revised is a nice way to say it, especially in the American culture. Uh, and so, yeah, just uh, that's my warning. FYI. Uh, (laughs) but those stories are cautionary tales. They tell us don't do this, right? It's important to know that. Oh shoot. I had a quote and I knew I was going to forget it if I didn't write it down. Um, maybe I'll come back to that anyway. So, the point of all of this is to ask you, you know, what stories have you been told about yourself? So really think about that. What stories have you been told about yourself? Most likely those stories are going to be from your, your parents or your, your early caregivers, uh, might be from your peers, especially when you're young, between the ages of seven and 10, that that's really formative. Uh, and, or, you know, your, your teachers, your influencers, your bosses, um, what stories have you been told about yourself? They might be positive. They might be negative. They might be neutral. I would highly encourage you to sit down with that question. And I've got a a couple other ones too. So what stories do you tell your, yourself about you? So I, I can tell you that, you know, what the stories that were told about me, um, The the one I keep coming back to, honestly, my mom, I don't know why she said this over and over again, but she would constantly, if one of us would get sick, she'd say, well, of course, because we come from the shallow end of the gene pool. Okay. Not the best thing to tell your child. Okay. Uh, and so I had to really confront that story and say, is that true? No, that's not true. And guess what? There's a ton of science out there. Read the biology of belief if you don't believe this one, but there's a ton of science out there that shows your genes actually do not, uh, make any difference. It's in combination with the, the stories that you hear about you and that you agree with. So if your mother says you're from the shallow end of the gene pool and you're going to get X, Y, and Z disease and you believe it, guess what? If you got the gene for it, boom, there you go. Okay. That's a really important story to, to understand because once you know the story, you can go, okay, what do I want to do with that story? Um, What stories do you tell yourself about you? So if you, you know, make a mistake or have an error or something like that, what's the story you tell yourself about you? Is it, oh my gosh, see, there's the evidence I have that I'm a failure or, oh, look at that. That's funny. And then just move on. Or do you look at it and go, huh, what can I learn from this? What's the story that you tell yourself about that? What's the story that you tell yourself about other people, especially people who are special relationships? So, you know, you've got your people that you live with, work with, you see them on a daily basis. You know, there's stories that you're constantly making up about them. Um, Oh, he's just this or, oh, she's just that. Right. Um, Or do you make up stories about people that you don't know? You know, if you, uh, a great book about that one is Miles McPherson's The Third Option. Highly recommend it. Um, he says, we make up stories, uh, about people that are in our out group, people that we don't have, let's say common ground with yet. Uh, we, we try, basically we become soap opera writers. We create this whole story about them based on information that we don't have yet. Uh, and that story drives the way that we act and the things that we say with people who are not in our in group. And we have stories within our in-group that drive our behavior. So, for example, you know, if your culture says, you know, um, these people are great and these people are not, you know, that's a story that your culture is telling you. And until you step out of that story and say, well, wait a minute, is that true? You'll never change the way that you do things. What stories do you tell yourself about the world? You know, right now there's a lot of people saying a lot of things about this world. Uh, Here in the United States, my goodness, all I do is confront stressed people all day long. And stress, let me just say that the biggest stressor in your life is the story that you're telling yourself about whatever's happening. So I'm still living in in the world here. Uh, I, you know, as far as I know, I'm still here on the earth uh, talking to you. And I am not experiencing the stress level that many of my friends and colleagues are about all of the things that are happening with the election, with, you know, coronavirus, with race relations, all of this stuff. I'm not experiencing that. You know why? I'm letting it pass by me listen, I voted already. I've done my job. I get, there's nothing left for me to do. Um, coronavirus I'm I'm doing, taking all the precautions and I'm, that's it. I, you know, I'm not going out into the community licking doorknobs. Uh, I I'm, I'm, but I'm at home. I'm, I'm building my business. I'm doing what I can. Race relations. Listen, I've got a different story about that. You can go back to past podcasts about that if you want, but you know, I, I, my goal is to treat every single person like they're a divine being. Like they're so important. I don't care who they are. That's, that's my goal. Okay. I don't care what you look like. It's, it's, you're a divine being and I want to see your divinity. Okay. So as I'm walking throughout my day, that's what I'm really looking for. And I'm really helping or trying to help people understand that they are divine. And what does that mean? And see yourself in that light. Don't see yourself as the the old stories that have been told to you or the old stories that you keep repeating for yourself over and over again. I want you to see the story where you're a divine hero in your own story. Okay. So You know, the, the stories you tell yourself really run your life and you believe them to be true. And when you believe them to be true, you repeat them over and over and over again. Okay. So my question to you, after you go and you sit down with this and you try to figure out what, what stories am I telling myself? Right. My question to you is what story do you want to tell about yourself? Because that's the key. You get to decide whatever you want to say about yourself what do you want to say about yourself? You know, in, in fairy tales, they they talk about dragons all the time. Um, you know, and, and you're going to slay your dragons and dragons are really the, the sign of, uh, your inner beast or your fears, right? So if you were writing your own fairy tale, what would the dragon in your fairy tale represent? I don't know, you know. And as I was preparing for this the other day, I am not a poet. Okay, um, writing poetry—I've done it in the past because I was directed to, like a teacher said, "Hey, go do this." Uh, it doesn't necessarily flow through me, but I was given this little poem the other day, and I absolutely love it. And it's—it's it's something that just kind of flow flowed through me, and it says, "Bring your darkness to the light." slay your dragon of the night. Remember always you are right. So I'll say it one more time. Bring your darkness to the light, slay your dragons of the night. Remember always you are right. So, you know, when we're examining these stories, we're telling ourselves, we're really just bringing those stories to the light and saying, okay, is this helpful or not? Um, I, am going to just guess that if you're anything like me, when you start this journey, you realize that 80% of the stories you've been told or that you have accepted are not helpful anymore. 20% are. And so you want to revise those, right? And then it says, slay your dragons of the night. So that's where you take those stories and you really say, okay, I'm done with this. I'm not telling myself this story anymore, And then the last line, remember always you are right. So that is the idea that you are perfect. You are, you are constantly in this state of transformation. Your level of perfection today is not any more or less than it was yesterday. And it's not any more or less than it will be tomorrow. It will have a different expression. But when you start telling yourself more positive stories, you're going to express more positive things in your life. Okay. But you're always right. Meaning you're always perfect. Okay. So, you know, do your stories need to be revised? I'm going to say yes. Are your dragons defeating you? So rise up and bring them out of the cave in your story and change it. Okay. You're not a tree. Make a move. You can change. Your life really just depends on the stories that you tell yourself. Okay, so if you want a different life, this is one of those, you know, really dig down deep and and think about that. Um, Think about how you're going to revise and change those stories. Okay. hey, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this was helpful. If you need any help with your stories or trying to figure out what some of those stories are, please reach out to me. Uh, I'd love to kind of get you on the right track with that. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.